0: Last week, I talked about how I called 911 as someone living with type one diabetes. This week, I wanna talk about how that's not where the frustration and scary lows stopped. Uh, if you live with type one like myself, you probably know that blood sugars, when they're not controlled, just get into the rest of your life, right? It just has its fingers in everything. Uh, it can affect relationships, your workouts, your weight loss goals, uh, career goals, sleep patterns, right? Blood sugars affect everything, and in my case, last week, they did. (laughs) So today I want to talk to you about uh, how I was able to regain that control, kind of get myself back into the near autopilot, more consistent patterns of blood sugars. Uh, and why that's so important for us as someone living with type 1 diabetes. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I'm a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist living with type 1. And today I've got an interesting analogy for you alongside a story that I hope will help to illuminate some areas that blood sugars might be improved without too much effort, and uh, what that process looked like for me. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song, Then I got a story for you. All right, so at the end of this episode, I'll probably link up the video from last week in case you missed the story of me calling 911. It was very interesting. It's got a twist ending at the end too that you might appreciate. But today I want to focus on what happened after that. So I had a scary low. Everything ended up being okay, obviously. I'm here with you now. Uh, But the few days that followed that event, I noticed that blood sugars were still just chaotic, right? And looking back now, I can see that I had an extremely unproductive week as a result. When blood sugars are chaotic, my focus is entirely off of the rest of things that need to be focused on, and it's completely focused on my diabetes. You know, if I'm low, I gotta go find sugar, and then it spikes, I gotta take insulin, it's up and down, alerts are going off. Uh, blood sugars that are not well controlled can really pull you out of a moment uh, in life, but also in career goals, in fitness goals, all these things. So, you know, I run my own business that suffered. I was not productive, did not get hardly anything done last week. Uh, I'm training for a triathlon right now, my third one. Uh, that did not go according to plan with blood sugars going all up and over the place. I was not motivated to go exercise and potentially increase the volatility of blood sugars. You know, my eating was off. I did not sleep last week because alerts were going off. Turns out I also had a faulty CGM sensor, so it was giving me fake lows even when I wasn't low, but then later on it was low. You get the point. When blood sugars are out of control, so does the rest of our life, typically fall into that same position. So what I wanted to share was a bit of how I got back on track, and how the last few days being a hundred percent time and range for days on end have been some of my most productive days in months and i feel great it doesn't even feel like i'm working or exercising or making good food choices it's just falling into place and i wanted to start with a little bit of a an analogy a metaphor to help kind of give you this example see when we're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes it's kind of like you're on a, a commercial flight headed to a vacation spot right and in the middle of the flight, uh, the the announcer comes on, the PA system or whatever, and announces that the pilot has had a seizure. <laughs> and there's no pilot. And they're going to pick a seat at random to fly the plane and get us there safely. And congrats, it's us, right? It's you. And the goal then, of course, is to keep everybody safe, but to also land the plane. Now, before I get into the rest of the story, because I know it's uh, it feels like it's off track, but I promise it's about blood sugars i want to know in the comments if you're with me on youtube if this were to actually happen like if you had to fly and land a plane do you honestly think you can pull it off like i really want to know this (laughs) let me know in the comments below could you pull it off could you fly a plane and land it without any formal training or instruction or tries beforehand and i'll tell you I do actually think that I could pull it off. So that's my own version. I think I could, uh, but I would love to know if you think you could. So let me know in the comments, do you think you could actually fly a plane and land it under emergency circumstances? All right, now back to the, the story while you're typing that out. So imagine in this situation, you were called upon as the sole passenger who must fly and land the plane. And as soon as you sit in the cockpit you know the hundreds of buttons and switches and levers that you've got in front of you and they're like okay go (laughs) keep us safe and you're like i would love some instruction first and they're like oh right right of course right here's the joystick this is how you steer um here's the accelerator and here's the brakes got it all right good get us home and you're like what that provides next to no context into how i'm going to fly this thing and that my friends is exactly how I felt when I was diagnosed with type one. It's like, Hey, you're going to fly a plane. I'll tell you the absolute bare minimum, not going to teach you how to land or anything important, just how to stay in the air, right? And this constant balancing act, you know, they give you an insulin to carb ratio. You might get the proper medications. I was not given the proper medications on my diagnosis day. Thank God my family works in the hospital system. They knew that I was missing my long-acting insulin. <laughs> it's like, what? And they made me go back to the hospital. Uh, so you may or may not have been given a full set of tools to complete your life with type 1 diabetes, right? A lot of times you're taught just how to keep everything in the air and balance it all, but you're not quite taught how to live your best life. So in this situation, right, you're like, all right, I'm flying a plane now. I don't know how I'm going to land this thing. Uh, Hopefully nothing goes wrong because I have no idea what the other 900 button switches and levers do in this cockpit, so we're just going to see how this goes, and a lot of times that's life with diabetes, and the issue that I ran into last week was alerts started going off in the cockpit, right, levers needed to be pulled that I didn't know about, buttons are flashing and alerts are going off. My blood sugars were all over the place. It felt like a reactive mess where I was always seeing a light go off and then reading the manual. Oh, what do I do? Quick, do that. You know, and when you're living like that, diabetes can suck all of your attention. My uh, relationship suffered. I wasn't as present with my daughter because I'm always like, oh, am I going to go low again? Uh, And last week I actually did go low again. It was quite frustrating. Uh, You know, these workouts that I'm supposed to be doing for my triathlon. I'm noticing hesitation. Cause I'm like, what if I don't get to complete my full workout? You know, what about insulin on board and all these things? So all this, these things, these thoughts running through our heads can pull you out of life's beautiful moments that we get to live. But with type one, it can be distracting to say the least. Right? So the next thought process is if you can't learn beforehand is learning in the moment. So while you're flying the plane, you're reading the manual, you know, in between, adjusting the steering stick <laughs> like okay where's the landing gear how do i do that one that sounds important how do i connect with the control tower when i'm close to tell them i need help so in trying to figure out diabetes as we go it can feel like a losing battle because a lot of times we don't get the information until it's too late and we have to react right when blood sugar starts skyrocketing oops i messed something up quick i gotta give insulin when blood sugars are plummeting, oops, I messed something up. I need to eat sugar. And I can feel like you're just chasing these up and down numbers all day, all night. And it's exhausting. Okay. So with the plane analogy, to my understanding, and I'm not a pilot, so I could be completely wrong on this. But to my understanding, most commercial flights, I believe, have autopilot. And I, again, I know nothing about flying planes. You know, maybe that'll be my next Uh, challenge. I like to challenge myself with absurd, impulsive decisions. Maybe I'll try to learn how to fly a plane. I'm pretty sure that's a long process, though. So if anyone knows, let me know in the comments (laughs) if I should try that. Uh, But, you know, I'm pretty sure all of them have this autopilot feature, especially for those flights that are like 18 hours, right? They've got to. And what I imagine And again, I could be wrong here, but what I imagine that looks like is not that you just push a button and it goes. I'm pretty sure that there are some inputs required of autopilot, right? Like you probably have to input the coordinates of the destination, probably have to map out some sort of a flight path to like, what mountains to avoid, or I don't know, you're 30,000 feet in the air, there's probably no mountains there, but you probably have to know stuff about parameters, you know, what's the cruising altitude, what are the wind patterns, I'm guessing you have to give it some information, right, now with diabetes, is there a perfect autopilot, no, but you can get pretty close, right, and understanding what parameters, what inputs, what equations things need to look like is going to give you your best shot at living type 1 diabetes, as close to autopilot as possible now it's going to start with a foundation of knowledge which i'm guessing again most pilots probably have they probably have a basic understanding of all the buttons and how to use autopilot and the reason that's important is that if for whatever reason autopilot fails you gotta know how to revert back to manual right this is one of the issues i see with all these smart insulin pumps out there these days is we're not learning how to take care of our diabetes. We're learning how to push a single button and then cross our fingers and hope it works. And that's not currently working. You know, maybe someday in the future, we'll have some amazing treatment where that is possible. But for right now, <clears throat> even with the algorithms that we have, it's not a solution. It's another treatment option that still requires our inputs, right? And if we don't have a basic understanding, a foundational knowledge of how diabetes works, at uh, you know a, a survival level even well what happens when the algorithms fail what happens when the autopilot disengages and you have to take the controls back you need to be able to master this disease if you expect to get to your destination which in this example is vacation <laughs> if you want to have a good life you got to know how to manage this beast of a disease right so with autopilot, I see that there's there's two sides to this. One is you have to know what parameters to give the autopilot so that autopilot can do its best work, right? So you actually get to your destination while you sit back and just kind of monitor things, right? And this is exactly what we teach our clients with the eighty twenty blood sugar formula. It's not hands-off. It's not push a button and we're done, right? That's why it's a program. This is why we build things and customize them with our clients because it's not uh a single push of a button and everything's fixed it's we're going to walk through the manual with you the flight manual step by step i'm going to show you how to build out the proper inputs how to tell autopilot what the destination is we actually get to the vacation destination right what are the parameters the lows and highs what do you measure as time and range Uh, what is your standard deviation on your cgm reports how do we develop more consistent stable blood sugar lines after meals or during exercise These are all inputs for an autopilot equation, right? Just like the pilot's probably doing. But second, it's also an opportunity for us to learn those foundational strategies that we can fall back on if autopilot ever fails, right? Like if I had to go back to syringes and vials, like when I was first diagnosed, could I do it? The answer is yes, I don't want to, (laughs) but I could. And part of those strategies are what I used. This last week, right? So blood sugars were going absolutely bonkers. Uh, my workouts were a joke. I'm supposed to be working out, you know, one and a half to two hours on my bike, swim, run, repeat all this craziness, and I was hesitant to even go for just a long bike ride. I was like, I just don't want to deal with it. And my motivation's dragging along, and ultimately, what I noticed were these patterns of what times of day and what. Uh, events my lows and highs were tied to. If you can start with pattern recognition, you can get so much further than what they've been given us in our doctor's appointments at diagnosis, right? So instead of just learning about here's the control stick, here's the gas, here's the brakes, okay, fly the plane and land it, it's a basic understanding of and here's the landing gear, and here's how to talk to control towers so they can walk you through the more advanced stuff, right? And then to continue the metaphor, if you were to be in a program with us, we are the control tower, right? You have access to the control tower to say, I spiked after pizza. How would you navigate that next time? (laughs) Right? So when you have all of these pieces in place, is autopilot possible? I would say it's close. It's as close as we're going to get. And with diabetes, the reason there is no true autopilot is that every single day, is a different adventure, right? Just like no two flights are the same. You're gonna have different destinations, yes, but you're also gonna have different weights of cargo, you're gonna have different wind patterns, you're gonna have different temperatures in the skies, you might have a solar flare that you have to deal with, right, all these different patterns. It kinda sounds like I know my stuff, I don't. (laughs) With piloting, maybe I will someday, let me know if there's anything I should watch out for. But with diabetes, there are so many changing variables on a daily basis, sometimes, Hourly basis, that it's impossible currently for us to set uh, a complete autopilot experience. And I've seen these FDA reports recently of you know the pumps that don't require you to count carbs, and it really pisses me off, honestly. Not because I don't want that, I do. <laughs> that sounds great, uh, but because they are misleading. You know, you read the asterisk at the bottom of the footnotes, and it says you still have to estimate your carbs. like oh you don't have to count them but you have to estimate them it's like that's still counting right (laughs) like it's you don't have to uh bolus for your meal. It's like well but it's gonna make you go high because the corrective doses that are given are given 30 to 60 minutes later and it's a reactive response that still leads you to that blood sugar roller coaster right the only way that you can truly accomplish that near autopilot like almost autopilot type of control with your blood sugars is through a formula because formulas are proactive they are predictive in nature it's the combination of a pilot using autopilot but also managing the control board actively right not just sitting back and taking a nap but watching out for the gears the levers the buttons for anything that might cause the plane to get thrown off track so that they can help work together with the algorithms. So whether you're on a pump or if you're MDI or whatever your chosen diabetes management strategies or methods are, understand that if you can set up a blood sugar formula, that will be your best bet at preparing for worst case scenario, like what happened to me last week, right? I pulled out of it, things are back on track now, 100% time and range. It's not a guarantee, but that's what my current experience is today in the last few days. But two, it allows you to kick back a little bit where these last few days, my focus has been fully on my business, on my family, on my workouts. Today I woke up like an hour earlier than I typically do to go swim a mile, run a mile. It felt great, stayed in range for that too. It's possible because of the formulas that I put work in previously, right? This is not a reactive, oh no, what's gonna happen today? Autopilot doesn't work like that. You have to know what parameters to put in. You have to have done the work beforehand. But when you do, you can eventually get to a place like where last week when things went a little bit haywire, didn't follow the rules, where I was able to step back, push the autopilot button and go, okay, let's assess. Let's make some adaptations to the routines, to the numbers, to the ratios. And I made adjustments to my insulin, to my timing, to my uh, meal strategies that enabled me to sit back relax a little bit and, uh, and continue living my life. And that's what I want for you. So understand that, you know, diabetes feels like a lot of variables. And it is. There is a lot going on. But if you can put the work in, in assessing, in uh, learning about the different buttons and what they mean, and which ones to push when, the levers, and where's the landing gear, the whole flight becomes so much more enjoyable. And you can actually get to that vacation destination With a smile on your face instead of panicked, sweating and shaking, thanking God that you didn't crash and burn, right? Uh, Speaking of, if you have not yet commented, I really do want to know, do you think if you had to take over in an emergency situation, would you be able to land a plane by yourself? or would the whole thing just crash and burn and not go well? Let me know in the comments. I would love to hear. Uh, So that's my thoughts for today. You know, in in resetting, I ended up reducing my basal insulin quite a bit. I adjusted my pre-bolus time, uh, my macronutrients I made an adjustment to as well, and took another look at my total caloric consumption because that had changed Uh, after my last triathlon, I had lost about five pounds and had to recalculate some things. And so these all boil down to formulas. You have to balance the equation. That is diabetes in a nutshell, balancing the equation, right? Insulin to carb ratio. You're balancing your insulin and how many carbs you eat for that much insulin. Everything is like that, but on a larger scale, that's how you master diabetes, finding the balance point for each of the variables. All right. So I hope that one helps. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm going to link up the video for you. If you haven't yet, do hit subscribe. I love seeing you guys come back video after video. And like I said, the video that I want you to show you next is the one where I called 911 and things really went crazy. This went off the rails. So if you haven't seen it yet, I called 911 as a type one diabetic. Uh, or if you're on Spotify listening somewhere else for the, the podcast, check it out in the previous episode. I'll catch you guys next time and keep up the fight.